Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and this is a weird episode of the Meat Tristics podcast. You might notice it doesn't sound quite like it normally does. Austin and I are in his truck on our way up to Missoula, Montana. We've been in the car just under 12 hours, 11 hours, 11 hours. at this point. Um, it is about a 20 hour drive. Our plan right now is to go straight through the entire time, only stopping for gas and the occasional bathroom break. Um, or, the, or the frequent bathroom break. It, I have to say, after our last podcast, I was really worried we were going to be stopping a lot. You have done very well, sir. My throat is killing me today, <laughs> and we're, we're, doing, we're doing the podcast 11 hours in, but I'm trying not to drink water. He's doing a great but. job, folks. Very, very good job. Every time you've stopped, I, I'm glad we have stopped as well, though I could have continued to hold it. All right. <laughs> so... What are we doing? We're going up to uh, Missoula, Montana to attend our first rendezvous with Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. So Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, we are now a national sponsor. A lot of you listeners will remember uh, Kurt Ratzliff, who's been on the podcast probably more than anybody else. Uh, We really liked what he was doing for us, so we decided to reach out to National. We had a meeting with them liked what they had to offer so we are now a national sponsor of backcountry hunters and anglers this is their big to do yeah every year um on the way up josh mills called us and and invited us to uh their big dinner event uh we accepted graciously uh and very gratefully and then got an email that said the attire was Western form, semi-formal Western wear. Semi-formal Western. It was like bring your your best pearl snap and bolo tie, and so I saw that and I'm like, uh, John. <laughs> so I responded immediately saying, uh, we're gonna ruin the ambiance, so we're gonna back out. And they responded saying, no, 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 don't worry about it. Everybody wears whatever they're comfortable in. So hopefully, comfortable means a pair of tennis shoes, jeans, and a Walton's. Polo, because those are the nicest clothes I brought. Yeah, I, I have jeans and a polo. I brought like two polos, and the rest are uh, Walton's or Majestics t-shirts. Yeah, even my polos are Walton's polos. Uh-huh. That's all I brought. I understand branding. That's why. Yeah. Um, but we've been driving for the last probably three or four hours through just absolutely beautiful country. We just we just left uh, Casper, Wyoming, maybe twenty minutes ago. And it is, I, I, I don't know if a, like a desolate beauty is a, a real term, but that's kind of what it feels like. There's, we're in the, the highlands, and we've got some really pretty, like, they're not even quite mountains, they're more just like big rock formations, which I suppose is what a mountain is, <laughs> so yeah. Basically. Uh, but they're not like, you know, mountains as you would normally assume they are. Like scrub brush everywhere, but everything's really green just alien almost but in a really pretty way we did see a cloud that we were pretty sure it was like an alien ship or something no they i went up to the ship oh did you they paused time brought me up oh great i now know all the secrets um yeah we've been in the car too long so don't be surprised if this one continues to get a little bit weird uh but this should be a really good time for us. Uh, we're looking forward to getting to meet a bunch of the BHA members, uh, some other of the vendors as well. 
we've brought a giveaway package. Uh, we are going to coming up with a lot, hopefully coming back with less. We're going to try and give it away or give stuff away to people who are there so they can take it with them so we don't have to schlep it back and then New send it out. Canceled. Sorry about that. We are also not technically mic'd up. Uh, we're using an area mic for this. So we'll, we'll see how it sounds. But you're picking up calls and road noise, all sorts of things. Yeah, I've already had one call and one text message. We'll see how many come through in the so, next hour. Yeah, this could be interesting. Uh, a couple of things, uh, just meet logistics wise uh, In the next week or so, hopefully, we are updating to not like one newer version, but it's like four or five steps to the most recent version of NodeBB. So we should have a few more functions for you guys, a little bit quicker response time on some stuff. I know loading times a few times recently on Meetjustics have been slight issues for people. Uh, so this update should fix that. that. That's what I noticed in, in reading through the release notes uh, from the NodeBB guys was that it looked like there was, a, there was a lot of stability and performance increases. And me personally, I'm a I'm a tech guy. I dabble in the programming world, and so stuff like that, I get excited for. Front end stuff and stuff you see is always cool, but uh, the back end performance stuff uh, is where I geek out a little bit. So, and I want it to work better, but I don't care how that happens. That doesn't interest me really in the least. You just what, you just yell at the screen and go work. Yes, and then usually it does. Um, what I do care about though is it's going to make a couple of things we've been working on actually work on the front end. One of those is a reaction uh, plugin where people will be able to react through icons or emoji type things uh, and that will tie into reputation. Meaning, if somebody does a you know an angry face or a frowny face emoji, we have a way now to tie that into that person's reputation. So, that would take reputation away. Other positive ones obviously would add to the user's reputation. We can also assign different amounts of reputation depending on what reaction you give. Um, I assume I'm gonna see, or you're going to see a lot of frowny faces on your upcoming posts, as I will be red angry facing you. Wait, on me? frowny facing you. Why? I don't know. Why? Who else would I do it to? I don't know, but I feel like there's a. I, I, you could do it to Tex. I mean, no. do, do it to do it to a guy we can uh, harass a little bit with it. They ha, he like there's too many members that have more reputation than I do at this point. Take <laughs> take them down, build me up. You're you're tearing me down. You're killing me. Is it my job to harass and bother you? Actually, that is true. That yeah. is your job. Okay, cool. I'm pretty I, sure it is in your official job description. I, I take it very very seriously. A um, couple other things that we've got going on. Uh, we are closer and closer to having the electric sausage stuffers. So we've got them for pre-order on Waltons.com right now, both the 20 and the 30 pound. We've got $200 off of the 20 pound and 150 off the 30 pound. Somebody sent in a question through the website asking about why we were saying that you have to use one and a half liters of water to a 25 pound batch. When we first 
first of all, a long time ago, we recommended what two liters, two, two quarts, two quarts, two, two liters, quarts, two liters, same thing, um, to a twenty-five pound batch, and then just got sick of dealing with that. So, really, I usually, normally, I will use a liter of water, twenty-five pound batch. That seems to be the sweet spot for me. Um, that that's with the hand crank stuff, or if I'm making snacks mix. So we went with a, a liter and a half on this because it was the higher end of what we recommend. The more water you're going to add to your meat block, the easier it is going to be to stuff, especially when we're talking about a small tube like a snack stick. It worked well initially with the, the first models, but we still weren't totally happy with it. So we had them make some changes, specifically to a control board. Um, when they made that change to the control board, it came off at a liter and a half with snack sticks, 19 millimeter, faster than I would ever recommend anybody try to run it. Like it was just coming off ridiculously, ludicrously fast, and it wasn't tripping the motor. So we said, good, great. I never rethought that one and a half liters of water thing. So somebody sent in a question saying that's twice the amount I add can it be used with less? I thought, well, that was stupid not to, to check if it actually is working well with less. So I went out, bought some pork butts, and I ran two batches with the exact same seasoning, exact same no binder, exact same everything. 0.75 liters and one liter of water, and it worked well with both. Did it work as well as the one and a half liter? Probably not, but it worked perfectly well. At the one liter, it's still coming off way faster than you should be running it. And at the 0.75 liter, it did fine. Like, no problems really at all. I also did uh, beef, ground beef chubs uh, with no water added, obviously, as you wouldn't want to add water to that. And it worked perfectly fine on that. We did bratwursts uh, with a pint of water. That worked great. Um, so, yeah, all around really really happy with the the performance of these so we are gonna we have already changed the recommendations on the website uh the one thing we're not gonna budge on is the binder um if you're gonna use a binder while making snack sticks it's gotta be sure gel or i can't say that i can say it cannot be soy protein blend soy protein blend sets up in the meat way too stiff regardless of the amount of water you use. Now, I found that kind of odd until I was talking to your father one day, uh, and he mentioned that, Jay, we've talked about this. We've yeah. talked about this on the okay. last podcast. Sorry. So, yeah, same thing. Only use soy protein. Sorry. Do not use soy protein <laughs> blend. Only use sure gel. Uh, the Walton's One Shot is also on the uh, waltons.com for pre-order. Uh, that is just the regular price, though, so order that whenever you want. I have a feeling that once people get their hands on it, and once we get our videos out there on it, people are going to snatch those up and we're only bringing in a limited amount. So if it is something you're interested in, I fully endorse that product. It is awesome. And we're only bringing in a certain number of them, at least initially. John has been as giddy as a little schoolgirl about this. Well, okay. Like, I didn't want it. I did not want it. Oh uh, no! I'm in, I'm in the same boat too. I didn't I didn't want it either because I didn't think it would work, and I still 
I don't understand the physics behind it and how it actually does work because to me it doesn't make sense that it works. But it does and it works really well. It so works beautifully. We both were not non-believers nope. and now we drank the Kool-Aid. In fact, even the first thing they sent us, we determined, we're like, no, we don't like it. Because they, they sent a whole new grinder and a whole new grinder hookup. Like it, the head they sent to us initially wouldn't have hooked up to our old grinders. A, we just started carrying these grinders. Would not have been right to have been like, well, here's the new model that doesn't work yeah. with the old model. Yeah. And B, it didn't work that well. Do you remember watching it? It kind of mushed. I'm like, I'm not, I don't like that. That so, doesn't work well. Some of it could be the differences that we put into the that's, grinders we have now. That's what I keep coming back to is the RPMs we had them change. It's got to be that. Yeah, the RPMs and the gearing could, could could make all the difference there. But we also do have a competitors that our manufacturer encouraged us to buy. We think they encouraged us to buy it to make us stop asking for things. They're like, look, it already works better than this brand that sells a ton of them. You know, be happy. We weren't, so we made a few more final changes to it. But think it's going to work great. Very, very excited for it. So both of those are available at waltons.com for pre-order right now. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to talk about. We're not going to have meat matters. We, we could we could pull up uh, Meatgistics and see, see if Tex has posted anything for us to steal. And then just not give him credit? Yeah. He, I think he's actually getting a little mad at that. We'll either cut or not <laughs> cut this part out, depending on how this goes. Um, I do have one thing I, I want to talk about a bunch, because it it keeps coming up and it seems to be just like regardless of what I'm doing I keep hearing about it and that is uh, possible upcoming food shortages are really making me nervous I don't know how much you've been paying attention or hearing about it but there's a, a baby formula so I know about that one because we've got a five month old uh, we don't formula feed, but uh, when when uh, that's our daughter, our son, he's he's a little over three now. When he was younger, uh, we quit breastfeeding him. I say we, my wife. Uh, <laughs> my wife quit breastfeeding him when he was like ten or eleven months old because she had to have uh, a surgery, and then the medicine coming off of that, she couldn't. Uh, breastfeed and then she got sick and it was this whole deal that we went to we went too long and it was just like nope we're done uh, well I forget what it was but my wife was talking about something the other day and she's like I'm not even gonna look into that or ask questions about it because if it ends up with me having to have surgery at all then that's gonna be a problem with our daughter Gemma and breastfeeding and what I know from the, the whole formula shortage it's uh I don't remember. We listened to something on the radio earlier today, too, about it. I don't know if you caught that, but I want to say, like, well, they were saying, 30%. Yeah, well, they were saying, do not make your baby's formula at home. Oh, yeah. Like, that was on Tim Cast. Uh, his producer used to be a, a nurse, I think, in the Nick U ward, and that was one of their major concerns. So, th- I have seen a bunch of things, like, warning people, hey, do not make your... Own is that a um, that's not a deer, that's a uh, pronghorn. Pronghorn, yeah, pretty sure we are in the area for it, right? Yeah, oh hey, there's one right there's literally one right there. (laughs) 
Wow. I was right, right on the edge of the road. Yeah, I saw him. So we are driving through a, a few pronghorn at least. Kurt Ratzliff will be very jealous. Actually, I'm, I'm sure he's seen it. Is he coming up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's cool. already up here. Oh, he's already here? Sweet. Yeah, he, he and his wife decided to make a, a trip out of it. So, cool. All right, so we've got a couple of uh, stories from from Tex. Um, raise average wages in meatpacking industry to attract new workers. So this ties into something. I can't remember if I, it was when I was talking to Rebecca Thistlethwaite. Uh, one of the things that she's big on pushing is trying to get meat processors to understand that they're not just competing against each other anymore. They're competing against companies like Amazon, other places that are bringing people in at a higher wage. So, so to be able to do that, they're going to have to start raising their starting wage. We're facing that as well. We have... We have like six job openings right now. Uh, yeah. One is one is a brand new position. One is technically s- s- technically filled. They that guy is supposed to start when we get back from from uh, rendezvous here. But um, so that that's filled. One is a new position. The others are positions we just have to fill, and it's it's hard. We're not we don't see the same number of applicants. As, as we used to, the the no. world out there is just a hard place to uh, attract new workers right now. So it, it goes it goes for I think everybody in every industry, but uh, that's it's it's not just wages, but it's everything. Wages is a big part of why people work at a place. I mean, you have to make money to eat and feed your family. But uh, I think as the time goes on. Uh, we're not going to see much of a slowdown from like this current progression of, of uh, workforce and wage issues that uh, are kind of going on. I think the way that the whole economy is heading right now, but we'll see. So wait, you think that wages are going to continue to have to rise? Yeah, because of inflation stuff. I mean, we've been talking about that on the podcast and prices right, of meat right. and food. And so if inflation keeps going up... Uh, wages have to keep going up. But don't you think at some point, if things get bad enough, people will just be desperate for a job? Maybe. So, I mean, I mean, unfortunately, the cure to inflation is a crashed economy. Yeah. So, uh, I, I don't know. That, I, whatever. I'm not someone that should be speaking on that. We're not, um, but we're, it, not, we're not economists. We're, we're, we're definitely we're not people. economists. Um, this is the naf- national average meatpacking wage is approximately $15 an hour. There's a study, and this is why uh, Rebecca Thistlewaite was talking about it, because it's at Washington University, Washington State University. Um, the study pointed out the average wage was 22.77, what it should be to get them there, to where they need to be. Wow. That is a significant jump. Uh, it says that they're demanding a $2.80, workers are demanding a $2.87 premium to consider a meatpacking job. Why? Because it's so cold in there? That's a plus from my side. <laughs> it's not a bad call. It's, I mean, do people look negatively at working with animal carcasses, maybe? I don't know why. Maybe. I mean, it's just not your... 
it's it's not an easygoing desk job, especially after COVID and so many people used to working from home and having a home office. But if you have to go out, you're in a different environment. It's cold. You're doing something. You don't just get to sit uh, at a home office. I mean, people have other options. Yeah, I guess I would far rather do that than answer phones all day. You're not the average American, though. That's right. (laughs) I am not. You're far from average. Yes. Better than average is what Austin said. Um, So another one is from Successful Farming. Again, this is, we're just going to completely rely on text today. Um, It says, Packers, we're not to blame for high meat prices. It says, the chief executives of the nation's four largest meat packing companies said on Wednesday that they're not the cause of surging meat prices, which are up 15% a year. And they told a a skeptical House Agriculture Chairman, David Scott, there was no pact to drive up profits at the expense of consumers. Oh, well, that settles it then. (laughs) Thank God. Thank God the four biggest companies that control 85% of the beef in this country have just assured us that they're not the reason for high prices. Yeah. Wow, look at this. We're in a gorgeous section right now. We just came over a little ridge and you've got... I don't even know what you would call that rock formation. Like tight valleys, I guess? I don't know. All over to the right with some like grazing on it. It's like little mini mountains. Yes. Be a great place to take an ATV and just run over the top. There are more pronghorn right down there. It also would be a great place to see a grizzly bear. Because it's far away and it's wide open. Oh. We could get away easily. I saw I, I saw a bear live in person a couple days ago. At the zoo? Yeah, it was okay. Zoo. I was going to see if I could, yeah, I could trip you up for a no. second. Uh, did you see the grizzly bear or the black bear? I think it was a grizzly. It was brown. That grizzly bear, or brown bear, whatever hides from me all every time I go really he won't come out I have I, I, I see him literally every time it I go it is the only thing I want to see there <laughs> and every time oh, that's not true it's a pretty cool zoo but I never get to see it always annoys me um, we have a ridiculous size machete uh, once we get closer to the mountains I will take that out of Austin's ram box and have that hanging out the window just in case <laughs> have to make sure that we don't get attacked. Can you can you share with us your battle cry? No, 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 no. I don't want to get made fun of too much. Uh, I already opened myself up to enough of that. <clears throat> but of course, through this, it seems like Congress is running them through the, you know, the pointless hearings thing where nothing ever happens and no changes will be made. Did we get Did we get a response back from our our next potential podcast guest yes uh yes um oh and now i can't remember his name mark bullman from the rancher's defense legal fund oh i might have butchered your name i'm sorry um but yes he is looking forward to being on the podcast we're looking at a date right now um should be really really interesting guest we've talked about him and his what his work and his organization a few times on the podcast, so it'll be good to have him in to further explain what they're doing, why they're doing it, what they see happening on their end. So we're looking forward to that. 
Um, we also have the Wing It guy coming on at some point when we get back. Cool. Um, Bill Bullard. Bill. Bill Bullard. What did I say? Mark Bullman? Yeah. I was... You were... No, I was in the the vicinity. Samsonite. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> Austin's in the movie quoting phase of delirium from driving too long. Um, pea protein market worth $1.14 billion by 2029. Now, this is something I can speak to a decent amount because my wife was a, a vegetarian for a long time from when I met her till just a couple of years ago. And to when she got into working out more, she was looking for a protein that she could take and still stay vegetarian. Um, so I've tried all sorts of pea proteins just out of like curiosity. They're all vile. Really? Even to today. She got a new one the other day. She's like, oh, this is really good. She's like, it's pumpkin spice, so you might not like it. I'm like, I don't care about that flavor. I'm fine. I still can taste that. It was so bad. I have no idea how she was drinking it and enjoying it. It tasted absolutely horrible. It's probably one of those things that you just, you get used to. Like, to me, like, it would be, I, I eat a lot of, like, dairy stuff. eat a lot of, like, sour cream uh, or... It's cottage cheese or anything, anything, honestly, anything in the dairy world. It can be like regular, low fat, or like no fat. You take sour cream and you eat no fat sour cream and eat regular sour cream, and huge difference. The not the, the no fat is disgusting, but and it's if if you just commit to eating it and you eat it like for like a week straight, that's all you do is every time you're using you're making a dish, you're putting something your non-fat sour cream into it then your body's like oh this is what sour cream is supposed to taste like and you think it tastes good stop that immediately the no fat version of anything is always many many times worse for you I'm not saying it's it's many times worse. worse for you I'm just saying it tastes horrible from the start if you're used to the real stuff but then why not eat the real stuff that has the fat that's good for you and not all the sugar in it because because uh, yeah, most people just look at it and, and they don't they don't get into the deep science about what's what's really in it, what's good for me, what's not. They just go, oh, non-fat, that's good for me. There's a whole ton of them over there. Um, no, I think more people pay attention to what's in the label. Uh, that was actually a big part of what we were doing up at Iowa State University was talking about clean label, simple labels, <laughs> and how that's basically it's a demand from uh, consumers nowadays see but I, I almost disagree with that because that's that's where the industry had started trending I want to say like six eight years ago and that was that I heard a lot about that but lately too too many of like the meat substitutes and some of the stuff that is an alternative for this alternative for that you look at the label and they're not clean not at all they're they're the total opposite of clean and so it I, I think it's it's like shit it's gonna shift back around unless the whole alternatives to this and that goes away which is already happening we've already seen the market or started to stagnate and I wouldn't say collapse but go down for those meat substitutes and I think that is probably part of it and let me just it's anecdotal but whatever I was at um, a friend's house last weekend 
and the wife mentioned something about clean labels. So I picked her brain. I'm like, listen, I asked her, you know, I'm like, oh, why do you care about that? And she looked at me like, almost like I was accusing her. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm literally just curious. Like, this is a big thing in our industry. I want to talk to a consumer one-on-one on it. <clears throat> she had literally no good reason for it. She's just like, well, I just feel more comfortable if I can, you know, if I know what they are. I'm like, well, okay, you could take any of those things and look them up and figure out what they are. She's like, yeah, but I won't. I'm like, okay. But then I explained the no nitrites bacon tour is literally the same thing as regular bacon. You're just getting charged more for it. She was surprised by that. Um, we talked about BHA and BHT. They're, those are two very strong antioxidants that are amazing for use but people don't like them because they're a three letter acronym but they're perfectly fine they're perfectly safe so I I, I don't know I, I see it continuing because I think it's gotten in with the whatever you want to soccer moms is a little bit pejorative maybe but the you know moms are paying attention to that stuff now once that happens once moms start making decisions on things like that, that will yeah. be a requirement. Sometimes people look at something and just think it looks scary. I don't, and I don't. So I don't know if I'm going to use the exact right word here, but it's something like this. You ask somebody, "Hey, would you uh, would you be willing to take a drink of something that it's new? I'm trying. It's called uh, dihydrogen di- <laughs> dihydrogen oxide." And people, some people will just be like, no, that sounds scary. Well, it's just H2O. It's right. just water. It's yep. totally fine, but it sounds it sounds scary. So, Yeah. It, the one I always heard was like, this material is in almost everything you drink, everything you eat. It rusts metal. And like when put in, it comes in contact with metal, it rusts it. And one other scary thing. And it's like, oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, it's water. So, yeah, don't take things quite so seriously. Um, this is one that, so a couple months ago, we talked about the avian flu being in uh, the American poultry population. Uh, 15 tons of poultry was just recalled from a Decatur plant. Uh, it says over 15 tons of ready-to-eat chicken breasts that came from Wayne Farms and Decatur are being recalled due to concerns that the poultry may be undercooked. So, not that it's infected with avian flu or that anything is really wrong with it, other than it's undercooked. Now, if you bought some of that, I still would recommend you throw it out. But couldn't it just be finished? It's obviously frozen. Couldn't you just then finish cooking it? Yeah, probably. It, if, if, if they're recalling it because it, it may not be fully cooked, yeah. the package probably states fully cooked and it doesn't have safe handling instructions on it for preparation. So just it's a, it's a legal thing. They have to do that. If I could find some of that for free, I would fill up more of my freezer with it. So avian flu continues to be a problem within the poultry industry, uh, both turkey and turkey and chicken, more chicken, but also in the turkey industry. Um, when I first was talking about this a few months ago, I said I was going to go buy all of the chicken at Dylan's. I was not joking. I went and bought all of the, the fresh chicken there. Um, I have since 
eaten one of those package packages because I didn't feel like running the store, but I've been leaving that in my freezer and just buying what's available. Prices have continued to go up slightly on that. I think when I bought it, I want to say it was like $13 a package. Um, when I went last week, I bought three packages, four packages, whatever. I bought a bunch more because uh, it was down to that price again. It had been right around like $15 to $16 per package. I have no idea how many pounds are in that. I know that's bad, but you just don't pay attention to it. I have been is this like frozen chicken nope, breast? Fresh, fresh. And then I vacuum seal it and freeze it. Okay. I have been telling the people who are ringing me out at the grocery store not to tell me the total and to throw out my receipt. I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> like that, that's it. It was ruining my. I usually go food shopping on Saturdays. It was ruining my Saturdays. I was mad about how much money I was spending on it. Eventually, I was just like, no, I don't want to know. Now the one lady knows me. She's like, and don't tell you? I'm like, yes, don't tell me. I had two moments like that recently. It wasn't for food shopping, but um, one, I don't remember what it, what I was buying. I had to buy clothes. Well, I didn't have to. My wife, my wife wanted me to buy clothes. Uh, I was, I, we had something coming up. I needed nice clothes for And To be honest, I don't have a lot of nice clothes. Sure. I don't like buying Neither clothes. Yeah. And so went to the store. Picked out a couple things, got to the checkout. They told me the total, and I about I about passed out. Like I just it big old pit in my stomach. I'm like, you're kidding me. I'm paying that for this. Yep. Like I, I have I've one nice uh, Hugo Boss uh, dress shirt that somebody gave to me because it didn't fit their fiance or something, and then I have one nice pair of pants. Everything else is jeans, t-shirts, and hoodies. I'm a very basic person. And polos. My my, well, nice, polos. my nice clothes I bought, too. Yeah. They weren't like khakis or slacks. It was just a pair of khaki jeans. Khaki? What are khaki jeans? Uh, I'll have to show you. I brought a pair. It's in my suitcase. Okay. Actually, I think it's the, the pair I bought. But Khaki jeans will probably be the name of this episode. Uh, another thing from text. Text. Thanks for doing our work for us. Um, R2D2. It says, robot chef imitates human eating process to create tastier food. That's actually very frightening. That scares me. Why? I don't, I won't let lane assist be on when I'm driving. You think I'm going to let a robot tell me we have a, what I want we my have food a, to be like? We have a 20-hour drive. My truck has lane assist and adaptive cruise, and John won't use either. I'm not letting he, a machine. He doesn't, he doesn't trust anything with technology. I refuse to let a machine make my decisions for me. I will determine whether I want to hit that car. I will determine <laughs> if I want to drive off the road. No, the, the lane assist one is the big one. The other one I just didn't do because I don't want to. But the lane assist one, like, it fights me. When I want to change lanes or like exit or get on the highway, if you use I, a turn signal, it turns off. So I, if you just drive properly, you'd be okay. There's no reason to use turn signals if no one's around. Most of this drive has been with nobody in the vicinity. It has been a very, easy, really a very quiet drive. Very easy drive. So the, ooh, that's a rather large mountain. Oh yeah. We was gonna say we should start getting back into big mountains here soon. What's at the base of it? Those clouds? No, I don't know. It looks like there are clouds underneath this mountain. It's not that tall. 
there's something at the base of the mountain. I don't know. It's too hard to see. Yeah. Oh, it really might just be the pasture land going up to it. That is what it is. Clouds would have been cooler. All right, so uh, a robot chef designed by researchers at Cambridge University has been trained to taste a dish's saltiness and the myriad of ingredients at different stages of chewing, a process imitating that of humans. It's a step above current electronic testing that only provides a snapshot of the food's solidity. I, I, I now agree with you, and I don't like this, because if it's going to test the saltiness, I guarantee it's not going to get it right, <laughs> and it's not going to put enough salt in That's fair. That's fair. Unless it, unless you can calibrate the robot to your personal preference. More, more salt. 300% of the normal person. Oh, God. Good. That is insane. Um, did you get to try? Yeah, you did try the, the Dr. Pepper ribs with your firecracker rub. Yeah. Not that were, good. Eh. Not that good. I'm surprised that you like firecracker rub as much as you do. Why? Well, because it's not very salty. Well, I know. That's like the beauty of it is because then you can use more and make it salty, but then you just have an insane amount of flavor to it. Like, I, I'm not... Gotcha. I, I, like, I like flavor in general. Salt is just kind of how you get there because salt enhances flavor. But if you can add a bunch of flavor to it and still increase your salt and you just get both... Yeah. Intense flavor, intense salt. That's, I mean, that's ideal. So salt really is kind of like a magic ingredient. It does a little bit of everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, it helps helps the drying process, helps taste, helps protein extraction. Okay, so it does those three things. So water retention, binding. Well, uh, binding through protein extraction. Yeah, taste. And taste. Those, I think, are the big ones. But Those are three rather large ones. Oh, somebody has uh, written another article on the food plant fire things that we covered a couple of weeks ago. I think Texas is just finding more articles like that just to troll you. Yeah, it's not not unlikely. Um, what bothers me is I've seen like three of these since we did that episode. And I'm talking about like three new ones since we did that episode. And I want to put my conspiracy hat on and just go, yeah, no, totally. It's the Chinese or the Russians burning down <laughs> our plants. It's just not what's happening. It's the infrastructure is old and everyone's understaffed. That's that's just what it is in the end. But it is fun to think, what was that? I don't know. It was interesting looking, though. They've got all sorts of... There's a ridiculous amount of wildlife on the side, by the way. From, like, goats to... Well, I guess you wouldn't really call goats and beef wildlife, but... Antelopes. <laughs> I didn't realize what you were talking about there. Yeah, if there's if it's a pasture, it's not wild. It's not wild. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, horses, beef, pigs. No, goats. Eh. I mean, there are mountain goats. There are wild goats everywhere. Really, are there wild horses anymore? Yes. Is that um, I just read something. They're going to round up. I want to say fifty thousand of them. 
from where? They're doing a big push, uh, I'm assuming somewhere out here-ish. There's 50, there's a, you know, it's not a herd, but there are herds containing, I think, up to 50,000 that they're going to try and round up because they're destroying, who knows, the nesting of the ground dove or something like that. So they have to be removed. It's probably a good thing. I say that in a kind of pissy voice, but... Patrick will remove all these silences. All right, so there's a fire at a Purdue Farm soybean facility on Saturday. It's relatively small, just a little accidental fire, but they go on to talk about all the other ones. Um, so I'm a big fan of uh, Timcast, like Tim Pool's whatever, his news organization, and... I read their article the day before we talked about it or the day after and they had dates like so far wrong one of their dates was off by two years so I emailed them at corrections at timcast.com and they did correct the article but I think a lot of these people are not understand like they see nine in August they think that's all the same August this has been going on over three years it was 2019, 2020, 2021, and now we're even in 2022. This has not been compacted. There was, in early 2021, there was a run where they were back to back to back to back to back. But, again, there are 36,000 of these of such plants across the United States. Probably not outside the, the realm of even averages. And I, I think so. I think you're 36,000 numbers off though, because I think that includes more than just like a meat processing facility. So do these. I think that's so do these. These are not just meat processing facilities. Okay, so it's oh, yeah, this is everything. Okay, yeah, this is uh, that one was uh, soybeans, one of the really big ones was potato chips. Oh, okay, so it's just food processing just food plants. Processing. Yeah, it's not okay. all just meat processing plants. I think some of the meat processing plants are the ones that got, like, the most attention. So people were saying meat processing plants initially, but when you looked into it at all, it's like, that's not meat. That's not meat. So. Gotcha. Uh, why this chicken coop was built on wheels. Produce solar power chicken coop. Rolls, and we're really bad internet here, so. We have no internet here. That little bump we went over yeah. made my stomach do that like drop. Oh, thing. really? Yeah, that was weird. Go over a little roller coaster ride. All right. The first, ro oh God. The first Robo Coop raised chickens are about to land on your supermarket shelves this summer. It's over. It's <laughs> over. Let's just let them, let's let them take over. The robots are going to take... AI and robots will take everything over. You know, I kind of wonder, will, will, like, will someday, will a meat processing plant basically be uh, supervised by humans up in a glass control center looking down and just basically watching a robot 
herd cattle into the building, kill them, harvest, prepare them, do everything, and out the other end, uh, doesn't even go to an actual delivery driver, then you'll have uh, semi-trucks that are self-driven that just take it to your grocery store. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, there's more automation in every industry across the board, so yeah, very, very possible, and to be fair, Henry Ford said, I didn't make the people what they wanted. If I had asked the people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. So, maybe it's a good thing and I'm just afraid of it. I just don't know what you do with all those people who currently have those jobs. There will be other things that, I mean, look at, look at where we are now compared to pre-industrial revolution. I mean, it's, it, yeah, there's a ton of jobs that are automated now that weren't and honestly didn't even exist. Right. Back Yeah, like my then. job didn't exist back then. Yeah, so there's going to be new, different jobs. It's just like, if, if you want to know what they are, no one can tell you right now because we don't know what the future holds. But when, when there is... When, it, when, there, when there's an opportunity, people... Most people have a drive to to do something with it, do something with their time, uh, find different things to uh, do, be entrepreneurial. Uh, I can't say that word; it's a hard word. But some jobs may go away. But I I, I have a firm belief that it's just going to be new jobs in doing something totally different that's not even something that's even thought about or that we even consider or even have the ability to do right now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there'll be new technologies. I hear a lot about graphene. It's like a single molecule graphite. Um, it's made from carbon you can pull out of the atmosphere. So that's supposed to be some super super conductor, super material. So maybe there will be. But just know that when that starts happening, if you want to find me, I will be right in those mountains over there with my dogs, my guns, my wife, and probably your kids. I'll probably take your kids to, <laughs> so that they don't get corrupted. Oh, great. So, I don't know. There's something... There's something about coming out to areas like this where it's just wide open. There's nothing around that makes me feel good. Like, I love this. If this was my backyard every day, I probably could live the rest of my life very, even more simply than I do. I'm very happy. Would you ever get tired of it? Why? Is it just because it's something that we don't get to see all the time. No, why would you get tired of this? What I get tired of is flat wheat, corn, flat wheat, corn. We've got some sheep. They're wild sheep, John. No, they're not wild. <laughs> There's a fence around them. <laughs> oh, no, but why goodness. would you get sick of this? No, I'm not I'm not saying I would. I'm just asking the question. I'm, I'm running through scenarios in my head right now. Like, do I get tired of, like, the things that I think are more unique to Kansas would be, like, sunsets. Uh, great sunsets in Kansas. Ne I, never, I never get tired of those. Still 
if I'm if I'm out driving around sunset, uh, I still make comments to my wife a lot of times, like, "Hey, look at that! That is that looks awesome tonight." They're nice. I wouldn't argue that they're that much better than anywhere else. Oh, then here it is. I mean, because if the sun goes down over those mountains, you don't see the same colors. You don't see the same amount of colors that you do in a sunset in Kansas because your your horizon is is blocked. The true horizon's blocked by the mountains. Okay. I mean, it can, it can be just as good other places. Yeah. But there's some places Texas where had some beautiful not. sunsets. Yeah. Texas really is did. nice and flat. Yeah. No, I, Texas is flat. I don't know about the nice part. I disagree with that. I guess my ancestors must be from mountainous regions. It's the only thing that makes sense. Rattlesnakes out here, though. I wouldn't like that. Not a fan of snakes. Yeah. I don't care about snakes. I just don't like specifically rattlesnakes. Oh, I've got... Next time we're in the office and we do a podcast, I have uh, two mystery meats for you. Do we have anything in here we can do for a meat taste test? You know, I found that random piece of chocolate earlier. I bet if you look under the seats, we might find a, a, a half-eaten well, snack hold on a stick second. from my As son. I was getting things ready. <laughs> All right, no, I get it. As I was getting things in here, I did see an envelope. Do you know? Oh, do you know oh, what's no. in here? Is that, is that my registration? That's my registration. Where was that at? <laughs> oh, I gotta tell everybody now. I don't know that I should, but I, before I do, I gotta look in here and make sure this is right. <laughs> I assumed it was junk mail or something. Oh my god. Hold on, can you do this? I'm, yep, dri- I'm yep, driving. I should yep. not be trying to open it. Okay, All so right. while you're doing that, yes, that is. That's okay. So this was supposed to get sent in? No, that's what I need in the car, so if we oh. get pulled over, we don't go to jail. Oh, we're good then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So, but as soon as John and I, like, left Wichita, I told him, I'm like, hey, we need to be careful. We cannot get pulled over by the police. It's like, I don't have registration. I found out the day before we were leaving. We're criminals. I got a hold of the tag office, and I was like, can you guys email or fax me? updated copy and they're like no privacy concerns blah 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 you have to come in for it um, which I was like okay that's fine I can do that I get on their little queuing system and it's so full that they're not even accepting new people in line so I'm like great so that means I show up there and it's going to take me like four hours sitting at the, the tag office just to get a new copy of my registration so I'm like whatever I'll, I'll gamble I'll take those odds take a few hundred dollar ticket or uh, wasting four hours sitting in the office there but uh, was that like under the seat it was under the seat okay I know what what happened then because uh, I it, it could have been me or I'm gonna blame the dealership okay. but uh, I had a I had an actuator go out in the HVAC system that controlled uh, flipping to the AC. I could get heater and like nothing blah air, yeah, but no no AC. And so I took apart, literally had like half the dash apart, trying to get into this actuator. And by the time, because I could never find anything online where it was, so by the time I found it, I was like, nope, I'm not going any further. I had to actually dig into the HVAC box, and I'm like, I'm not doing that. So I took it to the dealership. 
I think when they had it all out, they had the, the you have to disassemble both glove box entirely. Okay. So I think they probably just dropped it, lost it under the seat. But uh, that was good timing. As I got in, I saw it down there. I was like, oh, whatever, an envelope. Didn't even think about it. You said under the seat, chocolate. I thought of that. So we're not criminals. We are not criminals. Ah, that's disappointing. That would have been the first illegal thing I've done in a long time. That's not true. I was gonna say yeah, if, that's you, if you think that's true, I'm gonna I'm gonna start paying attention. It's definitely I guarantee, not true. Give yeah. me like two hours, right. and I'll find you doing yep. something illegal. That's not. That's definitely not true. All right, so we're gonna upload this to Patrick. Do you have anything else you wanna talk about? I can't think of anything else. No. Yeah. So we're gonna upload this to Patrick when we get to the hotel tonight. Hopefully, he'll release this to you. Hope first. Hopefully, it is recorded. Um, second. Hopefully, he can get this uploaded so you guys can listen to it on Friday. We'll record another one on the way back when we've had a little bit more, like, we'll have more to talk about because we'll be coming back from Rendezvous. Um, we might be recording at, like, 2 in the morning because we're going to leave at, like, 5 o'clock at yep. night, so. Yeah, and since we're making it all the way, and we've already made the decision, sorry to my wife if she ever listens to this, we are going straight through. She very strongly urged against that, but I don't listen all that well. We've um, only got six hours left at this point. Not bad. It's really not. It's really not bad at all. I think it, part of it is this truck is so comfortable. Like yeah. The seats are huge. you got plenty of leg room. It, it has, does not ride like a truck. It has lane assist and adaptive oh, cruise. Terrible things. <laughs> terrible things. We'll get those removed before next time. I'm impressed that you removed all of this. Oh, yeah. I had the whole... Without taking it to the dealership? The whole front screen, all the glove boxes. Uh, Do you have a picture that, of you doing that? No. I would have taken a picture of it. Yeah. It took me a lot longer than it should have because my son wanted to help, and he's three years old, and it doesn't go well when you have a three-year-old trying to help you at that. I can I just, imagine. It, the best he could do was have him hold a flashlight, and then like every two seconds, I'm like, no, over here. No, <laughs> over here. Did you ever have to raise your voice at him? Like, no, I said over here for the flashlight. No, I actually, I had uh, I brought two flashlights, because when he just stops paying attention, right. I just I get out the other flashlight. When he goes and does yeah. something else, as children will inevitably get bored. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, we'll have next week's will be the the return from. Hopefully, we'll be a little bit better prepared, and it'll go smoother than this one. We'll read Texas articles before. So, <laughs> thanks, Tex, for the help. Appreciate it, guys. See you guys next time. Thanks for checking out the Meat Justics podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to waltonzinc.com. And to get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at meatgistics.com. Waltons, everything but the meat.